0: This is episode 16 of Small Business Rising, my name is Anna, and today in the studio we have yet another young entrepreneur who is about to change the world for a better place. Mihai, together with his colleagues Katalin, Norbert and Julian, are about to launch 11Hour, a mobile platform for home services like cleaning, gardening and repairs. Sounds very businessy, right? And yet their main goal is to actually build a community that can be trusted by everyone in Denmark. So, how are they planning to achieve that? Stay with us and listen to the story behind 11-hour. Oh wow, I made it quite to the second of our intro.
1: You did indeed. And I, it's very impressive.
0: Yeah, it is quite impressive because I haven't rehearsed that. Sometimes I have longer intros, and then we have to replay the music, so it's not like I'm just talking to nothing. But I hoped, Mihai, uh, Mihai actually, right? Oh, no, it's that? just Mihai. Mihai?
2: Yes, Mihai.
0: So, uh, Mihai, I hope that I captured the idea of 11 hour in that short intro or was I off somewhere?
2: No, you got it exactly right. Actually, I think it was quite impressive. We didn't like the four of us when we were talking in the beginning, we didn't have we talked a lot about how to make a a good intro about uh, the idea that we want to present here. And you did it like fantastic.
0: Thank you very much. Well, I am a copywriter sometimes part-time somewhere in some situations, so I'm very happy that you like the intro very much. and uh, I have to say that I'm quite excited for this interview because when you have applied to be a guest, it was a long time ago, I think it was what September when we yeah, actually September,
2: exactly.
3: yeah.
0: And I remember that you were writing about uh, about your idea. We get normally, you know, um, um applications from people, and they are just like, "Yeah, I have this business and And there was a lot of passion coming out from your description. and i I remember I liked especially the part. Because there is a practical part to it, of course, you know, yeah. you can find the services in one place, which is amazing. But I like that part about um, uh, building a community. And I actually have an abstract that probably I will read later and ask you a question about it. But it's also about helping people to to be able to earn some money through this platform, which yeah. I think in these times, it's extremely, extremely important. But before we get to eleven hour, I will ask you some questions. Sure. Yeah, that's that's allowed, right? Yeah. So first of all, eleven hour—it's four guys, and you are the only one here.
2: Yeah, only the four of us. We we had the idea to build something. We didn't know in the beginning what, but that's another story.
0: Okay, but so so, so you are friends.
2: Yeah, the, um, all four of us are friends. Uh, We we met here in Denmark, and me and Julian were uh, classmates in the university in Romania, Mm -hmm. and then we just decided to come here in Denmark to see.
0: Okay. We actually have quite a number of of people who came here to Small Business Rising, and they were like uh, either coming together from one country to study here, or they met here. So this is quite a typical setup. Young entrepreneurs everywhere. You can find your business partner at your studies. That's a very important message. But uh, let's start with you and then we will uh, grind a little bit on your friends. So, Mihai, you have just turned 23. Yeah. And now I'm actually checking you against the bio you sent me so I will see if you will light somewhere or Uh not. Okay. So you have just turned 23. That's pretty impressive. Again, we have quite a number of young entrepreneurs here. Indeed. Indeed, huh? Yeah. Don't you feel old, Dave?
1: Uh, Shut up.
0: Okay,
2: age is just a number, you know. You can do. It's just an.
0: Nu- I like how they are trying to make us feel better. It's just a number. Don't think about this.
1: Yeah, when yeah. you cannot tie your shoe laces anymore, it's not a number. Yeah, but that's not because of
0: the age. That's because of that's because of the weight. Try more push-ups.
1: <laughs>
2: uh,
1: Ten push-ups, then maybe that helps. Listen, leave <laughs> me alone. <laughs>
0: and that was our lovely uh, radio technician Dave. Hello, Dave. Hello. Hello. Okay, but we have this one right and you have an enthusiastic personality and you want to understand people as much as possible together with their needs. So enthusiastic personality we will be able to check that. We have 60 (laughs) minutes to check that. (laughs) But that was very interesting. You want to understand people as much as possible together with their needs. Is it because of the business ideas you would like to implement or are you just curious about humans in general?
2: Uh, I feel like in these days, we, we lack some empathy in, mm-hmm. in the society. So my personal opinion is that if we if we somehow encourage to do this with everyone, then it will get better and better. And then if we get to know each other, and we can help each other again, right?
0: Yeah, I actually have to agree with you, especially in this uh, atmosphere right now that we have in the world when there is so much division. Yeah. I had once a thought that there is way more things that connect us than divide us, you know? Like every single one of us uh, went through, I don't know, a heartbreak or went through a rejection or through a happy moment. We can relate so much to each other. So uh, I like that about you. I will give you a plus (laughs) for this part of bio.
2: Here, especially in Denmark, there are a lot of people who, um, like the Danish people, right? We know that the class of the... They have high income here, right, in Denmark. It's mm-hmm. one of the Nordic countries that are yeah. having this, uh, I know, statue. And there are a lot of internationals as well who came here in Denmark to, like, start a new life and get, get better and see how, how it goes. And we want to combine these two stuff, right? We want Danish people to have someone who, from other places who can help them and the other people who knows how Danish people are working and, Mm -hmm. uh,
0: yeah. So it's also about building bridges between the Danish society and the internationals.
2: That's what we we strive.
0: What you strive to do. Okay, so while studying for my master thesis in computer science, I will stop there. Computer science. So you are not entrepreneur by education or you are not studying entrepreneurship. You are studying computer science.
2: Yeah, I'm studying computer science, but actually, this semester, um, we have a class entrep- called entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And right now, my uh, my friend Julian is having a presentation about 11 hours at the class. At
0: this moment? Yes,
2: at this moment. Wow.
0: So, we are kind
2: of divided. I'm here doing this, and he's there like
0: That's a very good marketing strategy divide your resources and send them wherever they are needed to to spread the message, very nice. But computer science, so uh, am I understand correctly, you are learning programming?
2: Yes, mm. um, that's how we actually started the, the business. We wanted to build uh, something, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't know what. And we are passionate about technology, all mm-hmm. four of us. And we said, yeah, w- let's put our brains together and try mm-hmm. to find something that will help the people here as well. Okay. And uh, we we end up with uh, after after almost one in six, uh, not one year six months of thinking and thinking again and again we end up with uh, this idea
0: with eleven hour okay so uh, you are basically geniuses.
2: We, w- I wouldn't call us geniuses, but thank but you.
0: Com- computer science is, uh, you know, programming for me, it's, uh, it's a little bit of a level up. Please, uh, for our listeners who are not studying computer science, don't feel offended. But that's actually, you can really create something cool. Uh, so that's impressive again. And as uh, you mentioned, you are now having the entrepreneurship class. Are you learning your entrepreneurship skills also somewhere else? Are you using other resources? Uh,
2: Mostly YouTube videos, I would say. So I I got into um, this entrepreneurship thinking by watching uh, um, a guy from YouTube called Gary V.
0: Gary V. I no know community. maybe a
2: lot of some listeners will know about him, but uh, he I would say that he changed my life like my my way of thinking okay like he has this enthusiastic um, personal yeah. approach and like he's very very happy about what he's doing and he's passionate and um, maybe like I want to I, don't, I' I feel like he's kind of my mentor, but he's not here, so it's just like online. Okay, but I really follow him and take his advice as much as mm-hmm. possible.
0: So Gary V, if you are listening to us, uh, here is uh, Mihaiu, who is Mihai. I'm so sorry. You know, it's like Mihaiu is so much easier for me. We can me. take
2: it, Michael or Mike. M-
0: Michael, Mike. Okay, yeah. I will try to sti- st- stick to Mihai. 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 <laughs> Mihai. Mihai. Actually, yes. Mihai. So Gary V. I hope that I pronounced at least this one correctly. Uh, we have here someone who is lear- really learning from you, so please uh, do not uh, do not disappoint us. I think that many people start with some sort of a YouTube video or um, inspirational articles. You can actually learn nowadays a lot from online. So I, sure. I think that's actually and, uh, you know, that there is a very good part to this because uh, before that knowledge was quite, you know, how to learn to be entrepreneur, basically by doing and by doing meaning probably you had some a member of your family who was running a business. So you were learning from him, but now you can actually try to at least get the principles from someone who is, you know, sharing them online. Uh, so, yeah, but I think it's also good that you have that class, just to...
2: It's pretty awesome. We yeah. learned in three months more than we had in from what where we started from January. Yeah. And we learned a really lot of stuff, like business models, uh, pricing strategies, uh, talking to clients, and so on. But in the beginning, that's that's the hard part. Yeah. Right? And then, I actually... Everything is, I wouldn't say easy, but you have to put in the work. And if you don't, then it it will not work out.
0: Yeah, that's true. And I think with entrepreneurship, you learn a lot by doing. So uh, I have business studies uh, behind me. Um, Didn't really learn that much because it was more academical approach, but there are models and other things. And then you of course have to test them. You might sometimes discover that they don't really work and then you will have to test them again. And I think for entrepreneurship, the most important thing is willingness to keep on trying and be open to change and pivot once things don't work, right?
2: Yes, exactly. You need to be flexible as much as possible.
0: Exactly. That's why gym is also not such a bad uh, idea. And I have gym here as another point on your bio that you actually are passionate about football and gym. Yeah. Have you heard about Siamo Street?
2: Uh, yeah, I love those guys.
0: You love those guys? Have yeah. you participated in their uh, tournament?
2: Yeah, it's in three of their, of their tournaments.
0: Seriously? Yeah. We. Okay, because we had Siamo, Siamo Street guys here when? Two weeks ago? Yeah. Uh, yeah? Yeah. No, a month ago, I think.
1: Uh, no, it wasn't that long ago.
0: It was a month ago. Was it, it was that long, ago. Oh, yeah. I miss them. I miss those guys. (laughs) Uh, For our listeners who are confused because they skipped the episode with Siamo Street, I would highly recommend to listen to it. I think it was episode 12 uh, or 14.
2: I think 12 because I, I think 12,
0: yeah. So I, I think it was f- episode 12, and that's another bunch of cool guys who are building a community here through football, street football actually. So uh, I'm really happy that you actually participated. How are the, the events?
2: So in the beginning, there were like uh, six or seven teams playing mm-hmm. near Dock One here in Oris. So mm-hmm. it's really nice that you have the senior you. When you play the football, yeah. and uh, we play each team with which team, mm-hmm. and at the end we just uh, see which one has uh, the most uh, the most points, and then the the first two teams will, will play the final, okay. and then at the end we have some celebration and
0: cool things. Uh, Did you win?
2: Actually, almost.
0: Almost. We okay. we
2: got I think uh, once we got second place and uh, once we got third place.
0: Okay, so almost, almost. almost. Uh, that's you know but it
2: almost doesn't doesn't win i
1: didn't know that they play football in romania
0: <laughs> ha, ha, don't, ha, don't ha, you know
1: ha, ha. haji uh, no he's really new no 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 he's uh, a
0: hot guy probably
1: i think I, I thought it was a south american thing to play football but ah,
0: you are people so people in europe start thinking that they play
1: football.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think Dave is suddenly like oh europeans play football yes football is quite big everywhere in yeah. europe for some reason,
1: okay, I have to believe them.
0: Yes, that's why we have Euro uh, this championships. Yeah. See, this is this is exactly. I feel again like I am interviewing Siamo Street guys because I knew nothing about football, and when they heard my description of football, I thought that their ears were bleeding. So I will just jump from this topic and go to something more <laughs> interesting for me and something I can relate to. You can't wait to buy a cat when you move out from dorm. <laughs> ah yeah,
2: I forgot to write that actually. yes
0: you did so because you wrote that you are you really like dogs and cats but you actually want want to buy a cat. why a cat
2: because uh, a, a dog needs a house in my opinion. if yeah, you keep a dog into an apartment that it's like not so good for, not so good for him. and yeah. cats are most likely to be enjoyable in the apartment so
0: mm-hmm. okay yeah we have a cat. In the apartment and, and it works and works well. Well, cats yeah. are very independent, so they also don't need that much care as dogs do. So uh, once you are moving out, you are getting a cat.
2: Yeah,
0: 100%. 100%. And really then do, do I understand correctly that once you get a house, you get a dog?
1: Yeah, that's for sure.
2: A Shiba Inu. Mm. I like the spuffy ones. And, like and what
1: do you I need to get to get like a wife? A wife? Yeah.
0: The cat and a dog. The cat and the, dog. the, candle <laughs> <in> the house. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough question. A Ferrari. A Ferrari. <laughs> no, come on, come on. But A good personality. Yeah, right? good personality, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That's true. Okay, and then we also covered Gary V. Gary V. If you are listening to us, uh, could you please do us a favor and uh, maybe contact us so we can connect you with Mihai because hmm. Mihai because uh, he would really like to talk to you. I have a feeling. Would you like to talk with Gary actually? I, I, would, I would. Yeah. So Gary V. Wherever you are in USA. In USA. Trying but to bind the jets. Trying to bind the jets, <laughs> but still you can contact us. We can arrange a Zoom call or Skype or whatever. And it would be nice if you talk with someone who you are teaching about entrepreneurship through the videos. And I think this is really amazing, which also reminds me of we never know who's listening to us when we have an online presence. We never know how many lives we touch. And I think that this is also an interesting thought I'm having connecting to your online pr platform because as we will talk about it probably at one point you will not even be able to imagine how many people found each other through that place it will start to have a life on its own but that's something we will live for a little bit later because now I will ask you about the three missing friends that you didn't bring today I Mm -hmm. don't I know that one of them and that is um, Julian Julian, he is now uh, making a presentation about 11 hours. Yes. So, of course, he couldn't be here. But what about uh, Norbert and Katalin?
2: Well, with Norbert, uh, we, we met in the airport in October. We were coming coming okay. to Denmark, and he asked me for uh, for charger.
0: Just just to make sure, that was October two thousand
2: nineteen. Two thousand
0: nineteen, yes. Yeah, because it would be very yeah. difficult these days to. <laughs> yes, <exactly. laughs> okay, so he asked you for charger. Yeah, for
2: my power bank to okay. charge up his phone because he didn't have battery to pass to the uh, to the gate because he needed the tickets to show. It. He need to show the tickets on the phone. And okay. He didn't have battery, so we just. Met have had a coffee, mm-hmm. and then we figured out that he's actually living near us. Okay. So we knew he's coming to Denmark, but he was from the same city with us and in the same neighborhood. Okay. Yeah. So we just got along. So the there were the three of us, mm-hmm. and after we we wanted to start like uh, a freelancing business, right? Mm-hmm. Because we were all three in this, in comp- like in, you know, we all computer, three, like, computer science, science. Yeah, exactly. But then we said that, okay, maybe it's hard to, I mean, it's not hard, but uh, you want to have something that you own, something mm-hmm. that you build yourself. And then we decided that okay, let's build a mobile app. Mm-hmm. And then we were the three of us and Norbert said that, uh, I know a Danish guy, He's he's Romanian, but he has Danish citizenship, so he knows how to speak Danish, and uh, he has some really good computer uh, programming skills. And mm-hmm. would you be interested in meeting him? Let's be all together. And we met for a beer, and that's the story. That's how we met the four of us.
0: Okay, so it's airport, uh, power bank. Coffee, alcohol beer <laughs> yeah. and a romanian with danish citizenship
1: yeah. you always need a, if you have a problem find a romanian with a danish citizen
0: citizenship yes <laughs> with
1: programming skills yes and your life will be much better
0: i'm telling you this is this is basically a recipe for a super spy romanian with a danish citizenship computer skills and he also likes beer okay that's actually quite uh, quite funny story especially one the one in the area airport if it wouldn't uh, be the two of you you know getting into the business it's almost like this kind of romantic uh cliche yeah. stories from the movies they met at the airport it was a love from first sight but actually <laughs> it was a friendship from the first yeah sight. actually
2: it really was
0: okay yeah. So uh, and the guys are not here today, but we would like to give them a very warm shout out. So even if you are not here, your story is presented very well. And uh, yeah, I would actually like to see that power bank that made it happen. Are you (laughs) still have that power? Yeah, of course. Of course, it's, you it's don't.
2: for charging. Because I, I'm going home today, so that's why I yeah. need it. Maybe I meet someone else in the airport. Who knows?
0: <laughs> Maybe who that's it, your you like a, a bite. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's I'm like gonna
1: start walking around with I have my power, power bank. Ba- <laughs> <laughs> I
2: have here, guys.
1: If you need to charge phones,
2: I'm here.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we are all, we are already friends, so don't worry. Okay. <laughs> you
0: know, I wouldn't be surprised if this is how you will meet your future wife.
1: <laughs> Keep exactly. that thing with <laughs> that, you all that the that time. Powerful magic sure. power yeah. bank.
0: Yeah, but, uh, okay, I think before we will jump into the song, I actually would like to ask you, why Denmark? How did you end up here? Why? How did you make that choice? Because I assume you came here to study, right? Okay. Yeah, I came yeah. here to
2: study, but that, that was not the, the, the first thing, I have to be honest. Like Okay. The, the first thing that I have in mind is to experience something else. Mm-hmm. And if not now, then maybe I wouldn't do it ever. Okay. So I, I just wanted something new, to try mm-hmm. something new because, okay, I, I finished my my bachelor, then I got the job and then I'll do the, that job for the rest of my life. And I was thinking, no, man, I, I can't do that. Give me two more years. And then okay. I, I decided to come. Uh, I applied in, in, in Denmark. Mm -hmm. And I got accepted in Copenhagen and Aarhus, and I choose to come here in Aarhus because the university was way more friendly than we we thought.
0: Okay, but why exactly Denmark? Probably you had different choices, or was this the only choice Um, that came? Do you have some weird obsession with Denmark? Because we had guests like this who had something, like, I really wanted to come to Denmark.
2: Everyone knows that uh, Denmark is one of the happiest countries in the world, right? So <laughs> maybe that was one of the,
4: <laughs> the, the selling why points. Yeah. yeah.
0: Do you find that um, Do you find that an accurate description of Denmark? That it is indeed the happiest country in the world?
2: Yeah, I, I think so. Okay. Because because they are grateful for uh, what they have. Mm-hmm. So even though they have a lot of rainy days and the weather is not so good, when they have, when they see the sun, they're really grateful and happy because they see the sun. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. and, and if you go to Spain, for example, the people you wouldn't see people on the street who are happy to have the sun there. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, so there is a lot, uh, a lot so
1: about the sun. It is. It is more accurately to say, it is the grateful, the most grateful country in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: but uh, I think when when you realize what you have and you're grateful for what you have, then mm-hmm. you are happy. Deep,
0: That's actually quite very deep. Very <laughs> deep and very universal. We actually had discussions about Denmark and if it is indeed the happiest country in the world. If anyone is interested, you can uh, revisit our website, thefiveoptions.com, five as a number. We had actually, Mikhail, we had a very interesting episode with a guy who was an expert on Danish culture, and we were trying to, you know, uh, Put it in pieces, this whole statement of the happiest country in the world. And some of the results might surprise you, but I will leave it for you to listen. I will send you the link later. (laughs) But I'm very happy that you found Denmark as as a very happy country for you and for the guys because... Uh this is where I guess the magic will start with 11 hour if you wouldn't be here and if you wouldn't meet them, then we wouldn't have that idea, right?
2: Yes, that's for sure.
0: Exactly. So now we will skip to a short musical break. We will play today Gregory Boyd with Beating on the drum. Indeed, indeed. And you have heard that song before on our radio. We love it very much. We would like to support Gregory and independent musicians. So please enjoy. And after the song, we are back.
3: I'm always on the run. Everyone here Is trying to get them some
1: I might not be qualified
3: At least that's what they say But I'm the man, you're the ears. And we're gonna do this thing my way. You see, there ain't nothing like beating on a drum.
0: And that was Gregory Boyd with Beating on a Drum. Very, very nice song. And if you like the song and you would like to listen to it again, then visit the fiveoptions.com five as a number. The episode will be there, released on Monday, the 7th of December, with all the show notes, all the information about Gregory, and of course, uh, all the information about our today's guest, Mihai. Oh. That was correct.
2: Yes, that was correct. finally.
0: We are we are halfway into the program, and I learned how to pronounce your name. <laughs> and there will be also more information about Eleven Hour, a business that we are going to talk about right now. So, of course, the first question is why Eleven Hour? Why the name? Why the name?
2: Why? The, okay. So why the
0: name? It's a it's a quite intriguing name, I have to say. It's easy to. Uh, to remember but uh, why 11 hour
2: you know that you have work that you need to do around the house right yeah and you have sometimes it can be quite a lot and you just postpone it again and again because yeah. tomorrow is a good day when you can start right <laughs> so then if, if you're in the last day you can call us and then we said that okay in the 11th hour you can call us, not in 12 hours, because we still need one hour to do the job.
0: <laughs> ah, so this is a spin on thinking that you have one hour left to complete something. Yes. Okay, 11 hour.
2: So when you're done trying to postpone yourself, then you can call us and we'll do the job for you.
0: In the last moment, you will come as... Uh, as a, As a savior, I exactly. actually really like that idea. So, okay, let's go down to to how 11 hours, hour, I'm sorry, hour will work because it's not officially launched yet, yet, the website. No. Uh, but it's uh, it's coming and I actually can look at the, mm, the work in progress version. So explain to me, how does it work? And uh, imagine I'm like a... Um, Seventy-year-old grandma. Yeah. So you really have to be like on the level of of a person that might not be tech savvy. And let's say um, I am the the customer, the potential customer. How does what does it bring to me? How does it work? What do I have to do?
2: So if you're a granny, yes, you can just call us because you know it's way easier than installing okay. a mobile app on the phone and do stuff like that, and then see who, whoever is available and try to. Um, I know. Pick someone so you can just okay. uh, call us directly, and one of us will answer and say, "Okay, granny, what do you need? You mm-hmm. need you need cleaning." You yes, need cleaning. I need cleaning. Okay, then we come to you, see whatever you need. And we also have one service provider with us, so mm-hmm. we'll do we'll do whatever it's it's needed for you, granny.
0: Okay, so if you are not the tax, yes, Dave,
1: nothing happy, grannies.
4: <laughs> Happy
1: granny. Yeah.
0: Okay, so there will be uh, like um, a phone line available for the clients that are not tech savvy.
2: Yes, so we we want to have phone line, in, uh, like phone involved, uh, the mobile app, and uh, w- and also the website and in which you can website. contact us. So three ways of getting to us, and we we want to get to as. Easy as possible as okay. well. Okay,
0: I like the phone thing, although it could be quite overwhelming at one point. So at
2: one point, but um, especially in these days, a lot of people don't really want to call. So mm-hmm. we actually were um, providing this. the The other the there are two options for yeah. people who are into into mm-hmm. the tech.
0: Yeah, uh, and I think that's a very good idea because. Except of grannies, uh, most of people are quite tech savvy these days. So, okay, let's see. Let's say I'm not a granny or I'm a tech, tech savvy granny. Now I would like to um, just see what's on, uh, on there. How does it work? So basically I go on the website and do I have some kind of a list of different uh, service providers that I choose and I just book them and they magically appear at my door?
2: All right. So we have two kinds of business models. Mm-hmm we have the one time services in which you can just test us mm-hmm. and we we uh, you book you book one of our service providers mm-hmm. and then someone comes at your door and see whatever is needed to be done but we we want to promote a subscription
0: okay so, so it's a subscription w- model.
2: we will have some packages for your house mm-hmm. uh, for example one example could be you need cleaning twice a week or uh, four times a month for example mm-hmm. and uh, you also need some gardening advices or some gardening uh, help mm-hmm. and we we will include uh, two uh, two sessions of, of gardening in one month and maybe uh, w- uh, one handyman will come once a month to you to just fix your stuff around the house okay and uh, like the whole package should be i know around 4000 crowns and if you if you have the a big house and some big needs, maybe that that could work for you.
0: Okay, right? so it would be different levels of packages with different yes. services in it. Okay, yes.
2: uh, depending on which type of house you want, because some of people course. may may actually want more cleaning or more gardening than mm-hmm. cleaning. So maybe the handyman is not needed at all. So we want to create custom packages for the customers mm-hmm. and. Uh, that's, that's the idea behind building a community, right? Mm-hmm. Because we want to uh, talk with the customers to get to know their habits and to get to know what they're doing so they feel close to us and we feel close to them because it's not easy to let someone unknown to come into your house, right? Sure. It, it's something private. So sure. we are... Um, that's why we, we want to build a community be, uh, so that the customers will trust us. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about 11 hour, we want to feel that there is this level of... Um,
0: of trust bev- be between, be between yeah. us, exactly. Yeah. We want yeah.
2: to build that bridge that that's often not, not available because I bet there are a lot of people who needed some help in this area, but they were afraid of bringing a stranger into their house, so.
0: Mm-hmm, that's, uh, a, that's actually a quite good point. Dave, you wanted to say something. Uh, I
1: wanted think. to say it's only for private people or you as well are planning to serve companies, for instance.
2: So like business to
1: business, yeah. right?
2: Um, we didn't actually thought of that yet, but we wouldn't say no to, to this mm-hmm. kind of opp- opportunity. Okay.
0: Yeah, because I think especially, that's a very good point, Dave, and that's uh, maybe a business idea that you got free. On this radio, because yeah. I think there is also, there might be also uh, quite a number of small companies who have like a, one small building and they would be interested into, you know, uh, outsourcing, cleaning and, and some repairs and other things. Yeah, too. that's quite common, no? Yeah, that's actually it's quite, quite common. It's quite
1: common that they outsource that part of the... But then then, uh, then, again, it's a, a question because I, I don't have it clear. Mm-hmm. Is it you providing the services, so you are going to clean, or you actually have a number of service providers that you will
2: collect? We we have a uh, number of service okay. providers that we collect. So currently so, we have six guys for cleaning, mm-hmm. uh, two guys for gardening, and one for handyman. And right. if you know some guys that would be interested, we will be more than welcome to contact us. Okay. Because yeah. we, we need them
0: fantastic
1: so it you basically providing the service as a company and you are not offering for instance a cleaning company that you
2: no okay. we, No. we we are the weird guys who so you're calling
1: the service provider basically the person that you have
2: yes we guarantee yeah. for them right okay. because we need to check them before we need to be able to trust them
1: you need to go to the ourselves yeah. before have you cleaned your room okay
2: yeah then. have you <laughs> make did you make your bed
1: in the morning yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yes
0: Okay good. That's that, uh,
1: yeah, that's, thank you because I wasn't getting it clear.
0: So. yeah, but that's a that's a very good uh, question and that's a very good answer because now it becomes even more clear. But uh, yeah, Dave, I don't think they would be uh, studying computer science, knowing how to program, cleaning, and repairing things and doing garden things, that would mean that we have a group of four like uh, superhuman well, know, eligible man. bachelors. I think <laughs> that, you know, this is this is a dream come true.
1: I think that is the minimum thing that you can expect of a young man in the 21st century really? capable of doing everything.
2: Everything, well, like a superhuman. We, we still need to clean the dorm, right? Before yeah, leaving, so. of course. We have some cleaning skills as well. Not as good. Uh, we don't have professional
1: cleaning, but.
0: Yeah, but uh, you know, let's 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 not expect too much, Dave. That's that's that was too okay. much. Okay. And much.
1: and I I wonder um the people that you need obviously because there is regulations in place, no? Just. For instance to handle to handle uh, dangerous chemicals and so you're gonna have to. Th- th- yeah. These people need to be trained.
2: Yes. In that we uh, the cleaning the cleaners that we have, uh, two of them have have more than seven years of uh, experience in mm-hmm. this area. So they know how to use the the chemicals. Right. So mm-hmm. in the beginning, if uh, we need this kind of um, work, we we have someone who who can do it. Right. Really?
0: Okay, that's actually already a level up because there is. There is a lot of people who are offering cleaning cleaning services, yes. you know, like on Facebook, and they are not necessarily certified or they don't really have a knowledge of cl- chemicals. There are also a lot of, especially lately, uh, I've seen quite a number of ads from women who, you know, are coming back to work after the maternity leave. They have two kids. And uh, both with husband, they are working. They look for someone who will come and clean the house every week for three hours. Yeah. And usually, those are that kind of, you know, done deals. You don't even check the references. But here, you actually want to go a step further yes. and have people who really know how to do the job. That's, That's actually quite a great.
1: Yeah, this is, well, the, the, if you are putting a company, that I guess the, the, the government require you to have a. You know,
3: actually, uh, I uh, don't f- think so. When,
1: when, for instance, in England, mm-hmm. uh, when I used to run bars or restaurants, mm-hmm. you need to have to you have to train people in the COSH system, which is basically the regulator that see that if you are going to make any of your employees handen, handling
3: handling, mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know, chemicals that could be dangerous or stuff, they mm-hmm. have to be trained for it. They
3: mm-hmm. have to
1: sign a paper. and You need to have them trained. You know, so in, yeah. if you don't have that regulation. Is that requirement? Yeah, you wouldn't be able to keep trading. You know that it's not a cleaning job, but you still, you know, you need to yeah. clean the bar, and you, y-
2: need, you need some licenses to yeah, be so able to. Yeah, to so, so that's
1: w- mo- more or less what I was asking you because obviously it's gonna be some point of the regulation of the.
2: Yeah, that was the, the, one of the, the problems yeah. that we disto- discussed a lot: how we um, guarantee for our customers this this kind of safety when mm-hmm. th- we use like chemicals and stuff like that mm-hmm. so one of the one of the idea uh, was you know that uh, danish people love insurance they have yeah. insurance for everything so that's true <laughs> <laughs> we thought of making a, a kind of agreement we wa- with one of the insurance companies but after we we grew up a bit so we have some something to show mm-hmm. uh, we we want to uh, make a, a deal with them and like all the services that we provide are insured by this type of company, so then the clients will be we can trust us more and more. Right?
0: Okay, that's actually a very good solution. I have to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have. I have a question. Have you thought about um, in a future maybe uh, adding more services like cooking?
2: In the beginning, we want to create a platform who had. Uh, m- all types of services, but mm-hmm. once once you um, you broaden your range of services, then you cannot focus on something. Mm-hmm. So it would be harder and harder to um, provide quality in what you offer.
0: Very good point. Mm-hmm. So maybe in the future, if you would grow, you would consider additional yes. things. Okay,
2: but for now, we we want to focus on what's needed. Mm-hmm. In the house and around the house. Okay, so that it's cleaning,
0: yeah. gardening, yes. and mm-hmm. handyman. So repairs of of. of. Yes. What kind mm-hmm. of repairs are we talking about?
2: If your sink is broken, or um, I know you need uh, someone to paint the. Your, your room again. Well, your,
3: uh, again so
1: plumbers decorators <laughs>
3: yes yeah you
2: know. okay plumbers and yeah. like basic stuff we don't I mean we don't want yet to uh, engage in um, bigger stuff like I don't know building another roof yeah that takes That
0: takes a little bit. But so far, so good. So far, I I actually really like the idea. So we understand that, okay, this is what we know the client will get. So first of all, one place. Yeah. where he or she can find all those services and by subscription you can even make it more regular so you don't have to have a headache about yeah, exactly. you know so it's scheduled and it's uh, it's fitting your plan
2: and you don't care who comes into your house you just know that I heard 11 hours they can send me whoever they want because I know that they know what they need to do because uh, we know your hobbies mm-hmm. and we know your schedule and
0: we, we mm-hmm. talk with yeah I think I actually really like because outside of the very practical things I like that you put so much emphasis on trust and on having more personal relation with yeah. the with the customer with the client so basically at one point the client believes the brand 11 hour and what it stands for. So it doesn't really need to worry about a new person coming in because it's certified by you. I really like that. I think that's actually that thing that will will be differentiating you from uh, other similar that's services. That's exactly
2: what we, we wanted, something to differentiate. And differentiate you, we yeah. want to add this uh, community idea. Mm -hmm. in which people are knowing each other better and better each day.
0: Okay, so before we'll jump into the community because of course I will have some question how you want to build that. Uh, A practical question that Dave already um, kind of mentioned something. You provoked at least uh, Mihai to uh, to answer that. Uh, If the people who would like to work for you would like to join you how they should do it. So basically you are looking for uh, people who are cleaners and gardeners and handyman. So how does it work? How do they approach you and how does it look like from this side?
2: So uh, once we launched our landing page, Mm -hmm. it will be soon. Uh, We have a base especially for them, especially for the service provider in which they they can apply. So you just need to say in which area you want to work for us Mm -hmm. and then depending on uh, which type of services you want to provide because if it's basic cleaning, then you don't need so many uh, certifications.
0: Or references.
2: Or references. But if you want to do um, specialized cleaning with uh, chemicals and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. then we need to check you. Of course. Uh, So we will have uh, um, a way of dividing everything there. And we personally will check each and every one of them.
0: Okay. So everyone, if you are interested, you definitely need to follow 11Hour. I know that at this point of time, your website, by the way, it's 11hour.dk, 11 as a number. So it's 11hour.dk. One one you know, it's just, it's important to say some yes. people will start typing 11. I know I would be one of them. Mm-hmm. So it's 11hour.dk. One one and you have here a so-called so like a cover page where you can subscribe. Uh, mm-hmm. So you can basically type in your email address and then the guys will notify you when the, uh, the, the, the big portal is launched. And then if you are interested in either uh, buying a subscription yeah. or becoming a part of 11 Hour as a service provider, then you can actually visit the website.
2: Or you can just call us or send us an email. That would be okay. even way better. Okay. Because then we can talk with you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: This is one of the things I was actually uh, thinking. Uh, because obviously, for instance, if you live in a, the cleaning part, mm-hmm. it's yeah. always help, helpful. Because if you live in an apartment that you rent, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you might not have the time to clean, but if you have if you have problems, probably you call your landlord to mm-hmm. fix yes. the stuff and stuff. So I'm guessing this this apply more for the house owner. No? Yeah,
2: we 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 want to focus more on the house owners. Yeah, because, because then
1: they don't necessarily have the handyman or you know like mm-hmm. so. Uh, but how do you how do you uh, what is your strategy to actually find uh, find those that customer base only through internet?
2: Actually, more from network okay. networking. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, one of the key points when starting a business is to have a lot of networking, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, we want to start with five customers. I don't know, that's our goal, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with those five customers, we want to be friends with them, and mm-hmm. to get to know them better and better. So we understand their habits and like their what they what they do for. Their daily basis, how many times they eat at home, how um, how many kids they have, because usually the families with one or two kids they are um, busier than uh, exactly the yeah. other ones. Mm-hmm. And w- you'd like to spend the time with with your kids rather than doing um, I don't know cleaning yeah, your garden, right? I,
1: I'm guessing I'm guessing this is actually tailor made for people that actually have busy schedules. Yes, mm-hmm. so if you have all the time in the world, well, unless you are don't want to clean yeah. and you have enough money to spend, mm-hmm. but usually this applied to to the people that has been...
3: Mm-hmm. So business.
2: based on those five customers yeah. that we're gonna get, uh, those five customers, we talk with others, right? And so on
1: and so forth. Organic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and organic so, growth, exactly. Right.
0: I actually think this is a uh, this is a very good idea. I'm lately a fan of more like building organic mm. uh, following rather than just you know trying to pay for ads. Of course, you know that can help to raise the awareness, but not mm. necessarily will help people to actually buy the service. You know, they might okay, eleven hour. I see that ad all the time. Yes, it exists. But I like this approach because. Actually, there is, as I said, quite a number of, of people that I see on social media in some certain groups like, uh, I don't know, uh, Mothers in Aarhus. You should, by the way, join that group. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you should or you should basically the like send someone.
2: I'll make a fake account in which I'm a mommy.
0: No, you should mm. not do that. Because no, okay. <laughs> I will not do that. No, but... There are, of course, other groups like, you know, internationals in Aarhus, yes. in horses in, in violence and so on. And people are asking, hey, I'm looking for someone to clean my house. I'm looking for someone this and that. Actually, if you will be able to get five customers and they will feel very good about your services, they will start recommending you. I actually found quite a number of services that I'm using myself through the recommendation I exactly. found on social media. You know so basically I think this will really work so uh, you just have to get those 5 customers
2: Yeah we also talked with uh, with some people and we we asked them hey have you used like other cleaning services and mm-hmm. they said yes and okay how did you end up using them I said well we uh, I asked a friend and he recommended me this mm-hmm. one because uh, yeah. he or they used they used it before Mm-hmm. So that was the idea. And if we want to build um, this community, then it's way easier to build it um, from out to out, like yeah. when people talk. Because, okay, you see an ad and you see it again and again, and f- for me personally, I hate ads.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh,
2: like I'm so tired of it already because yeah. you you get an ad for everything and you just watch a video and you, you, you get an ad. So I'm just thinking that uh, okay someone is watching a facebook video and then comes 11 hour they will not use us right <laughs> so
0: <laughs> yeah well the thing is that i think that there are some people who are completely against the ads and i think that's you and me there are some people who are like eh, meh, okay i will just skip it i think the only thing that ad is doing is wa- raising the awareness that you basically exist yeah but uh, that's in this time i believe it's pretty much all that ad can do uh, don't know, don't
2: get me wrong, I don't hate them so much, but they're just a too little. many, too many
0: yeah, exactly yeah.
2: and when you don't have the right um i know the right day to watch ads and to see an ad when yeah, it's not the time
0: it's not uh okay, but uh, before we will go to the community, which will be the last part of of the interview, Dave mentioned something. Uh, about the customers, so basically, you know, house owners mostly. But then you have mentioned that you also could provide this one-time t- one service, right? Yes. There is, uh, I think, a uh, quite a market for uh, students... <laughs> Mm -hmm. And people who are actually renting apartments, when they move out, they need a professional uh, painters usually. And I think that uh, this is something worth to consider. Would you provide that kind of one-time service? Uh,
2: We we would like to do that, but Mm -hmm. first we need to get those certified handymen to work with us. And that's another uh, tricky part.
0: Yeah of okay. course but i think that this is this is also a good idea for the one time service because true yes, House owners will definitely need something more regular, yes. but there are there is a lot of people who are moving out, and they don't want to paint or they don't know how to paint the walls themselves. So, uh, keep us updated. How is this one going?
2: Yes. In in the future, I think we want to focus on on the packages, right? Mm-hmm. On the custom packages for the for the house owners. In the beginning, yeah, until we get everything running, uh, we we want to offer one time services as well, but. The point of having a trusted community is to, for someone to keep coming to your house and do it again and again, and mm-hmm. you feel like, yeah, I know this guy, and that's yeah. it. That would be the main business model that we want to focus on.
0: Okay, so now, of course, we will ask you a bit about this community. How are you planning to build that community? Because you are referring to this idea all the time. You have to have some kind of a plan on how to create this, make this as a community, rather than just a uh, anonymous uh, service provider.
2: So we want to be the guys who uh, who are in the middle. So mm-hmm. we have the service providers on one side, then yeah. we have the house owners on the other side. Yeah, and we uh, the f- we the four guys we're gonna go and talk with the client with each of and one of the clients mm-hmm. that we have and we, we will put in contact the service providers and the house owners okay. and once we we get to know the um, well enough the um, the guy who which we work for then mm-hmm. we also can instruct the service provider to with, with whatever is needed mm-hmm. and um, I, I think and I feel that's a way of uh, building this trust between between us. Okay. And if it goes well, for example, if the same guy comes into your house again and again, you will trust him mm-hmm. too. I mean, you don't care that he's coming. Because uh, here in Denmark, I'll have another example. Um, I, know, I know someone who has a, a, a big house and... Um, Lot and, um, a lot of cars and...
0: A lot of cars? I'm listening. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, we were... Um, Norbert actually was uh, at barbecue uh, mm-hmm. we, with uh, with her someday mm-hmm. and there was uh, a guy who just came into the um, uh, garden, took the car and left. He was like, okay, what what happened? Did you see that someone just took your car? And like, Oh yeah, and he, she said, oh yeah, he's the boy who takes my car and goes uh, to wash the car and then he comes back. So okay. it, it was something like she didn't actually care about that. Uh, it it,
0: she had a full trust.
2: Yeah, he. she had full trust in him that uh, he will bring but the this, car
1: back. This, this is something that sometimes because uh, the, the concept of community I think is important but it's, it's, it's also something that usually grows organically. Mm-hmm. For instance, yeah. in Chile, when you have a busy parking spaces for offices, there is always a couple of guys or three guys you know, that are always there Mm -hmm. You know, they've been there for years, and people go, give them the key, and they go and park the car. yeah, And then they watch the car, and you pay them a number of, a little money at the end of the week, you know, depending if they watch the car or not. Mm -hmm. And that's a kind of, uh, and and you usually, because I I remember growing up, my dad giving the car keys to Lucho. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Lucho. Uh, and he <laughs> Lucho. will go, park the car, clean it, and he will do that with, like, the 150 cars that we used to come to that. And mm-hmm. it was, he was part of the community. Exactly. You know? we, they all trust Lucho.
2: That's yes. exactly what we want to do. Inst- but instead of cars, we have houses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. We so just give the keys, no matter who's in the house. Okay, someone else just came and yeah. start doing the laundry. And I mm-hmm. mean... You have to do the laundry and other stuff when you have, I don't know. Yeah.
0: Okay, that's actually a very nice idea. It's a little bit like coming back to the older, less complicated times when people trusted each other.
2: Yeah, exactly. I don't know what has been lost in the meantime, but we want to bring that back.
0: Okay, fantastic. I like that. That I should
1: be the slogan. <laughs> yes. Building, uh, bringing trust back.
0: Thinking okay, yeah,
1: back. that's a good idea yeah. actually.
0: Actually, yeah, that's true. Thanks. But uh, You're welcome, man. but <laughs> I would uh, actually it is very good. Uh but uh, you also mentioned something about building the bridge between Danes and international. Uh I think this will be my last question for today, but can you explain us what do you mean by that?
2: Yeah, uh a lot of internationals just like I said came here and w- search for a new start in their lives, Mm -hmm. right? And uh, I saw, for example, uh, on a lot of uh, Facebook group that, uh, hey, I'm available for cleaning today if someone needs any help Mm -hmm. or I'm searching for a job and um, the companies are not interested in the skills that I have. And Mm -hmm. most of the people just um, try to find a a place to work, right? And if we are able to... uh, get to get them to us yeah and work for us then it would be like we are offering also a, a job for them because w- this was one of the reasons that we wanted to um, to build this uh, business because in especially after corona right mm-hmm. uh, when a lot of people just got l- fired got fired and l- lost their jobs and stuff like that mm-hmm. and we wanted to help them and also help the people that Are in need of uh, our services
0: Mm -hmm. that is a really nice aspect of your idea i have to say because Mm -hmm. i know that there is a quite a number of international people who are simply uh, laid off and they are still here either trying to find a new employment or they actually have been living here for many years and they just don't want to leave to their yeah. country because this is where they made their home. And so this is a, this is an initiative that can actually- yes,
2: Because a lot of people have valuable skills that we can use.
0: Exactly, us. exactly. Yeah. So I would like to recommend everyone now to go to 11hour.dk, it's yes. 11hour.dk and subscribe to the guys newsletter. Then you will be informed when the big lounge day is on and if you are looking for a job as a cleaner, gardener or handyman or if you are looking for a place where you can trust people again with all your services that you have uh, laying down in the house, then you definitely should consider signing up.
1: Sure. Follow you. us on Facebook as well.
0: And follow them on Facebook as well. Thank Remember you very much.
1: 11 hours. Bringing <laughs> trust back.
0: Bringing trust mm. back. Thank you very much, Mihai.
1: Thank you. We are.
4: You are listening
0: to You've Got 5 Options show, where every week Marta and Anna abandon their 5 children, 2 partners and 1 cat to make a show especially for you
4: artist, a challenge, a bullshit, a wisdom, and a surprise. Tune in and feel the magic of fire. Hello, everyone. This is Marta. And this is Anna. And this is You've Got Five Options show.
0: And I don't know why I said, and this is Anna, I should say, and this is Anna. Maybe you want to
4: be Swedish or something.
0: I don't know, I'm trying. I'm trying different things after last week when you were trying, you know, should I say one name? Should I say my two names, Marta, Marta, Gabriela? I have only one name to choose from. So I decided to put a different accents on my name. So it also sounds a little bit different.
4: But you have some issues, or not some issues, but some choices. (laughs) 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 Yes, I do have issues. Thank you for making that public yet again. But it was not what I meant. I wanted to go back to uh, last names. You criticize time. me coming between my two first names, but you were like Nishteruk and then you were like Motreanu. And just when I finally managed to like really get into Motrano, then you have decided to come back to Nishteruk. But at least you knew this one. So yes. it wasn't that difficult, right? No, it was not difficult. Uh, but I still sometimes, you know, like I just learned the Motreanu. Like yeah. like, like it really took me years to, <laughs> to, to accomplish that <laughs> to goal. Embedded
0: embedded in myself yes, yes.
4: but yes. that's okay that's okay I, I like Nishteruk more it is an amazing possibility to confuse all the internationals of the world no one by asking it. them to pronounce it yeah. I like the challenge makes much more sense than Motreano.
1: <laughs> what about the Villanueva
4: Villanueva is not that difficult except that it's actually
0: Villanueva but you are so stubborn on excuse pronouncing excuse <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we know double L is pronounced like G or something, right? Yes. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Sorry, why were you waving that phone at me?
0: Because I wanted you to check your messenger Ah. so you will know what is the name of the artist that we are going to play today. Brilliant. You're you. very welcome, and this will be a recurring song that we have played once, and Dave really likes it, and we believe in supporting independent artists on this uh, radio show, so of course we will give it another airplay. But today, Marta, we have no guests. No, we
4: don't have guests. We have challenge. We have challenge. We, we have, a have a challenge. A Excuse Actual, me. real, blooded uh, challenge.
1: You send me a uh, uh, you send yes, should I we sterilize ourselves to save the planet this is what you send me <laughs> what is the name of the artist then
0: you have to go into the show notes Ah. of the episode and read it there because everyone who is listening (laughs) to our show for more than three years now know that (laughs) if they want to re-listen to an episode find a song they wanted to they heard on the radio and they would like to hear it again all information about our programs are in the show notes of each of the episodes. <laughs> so that was an episode we had in the past. It was just enough to open the link and read the information, Dave. <laughs>
4: I like the, the hidden message <laughs> that has come along Jesus with that. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, the challenge is also somewhat related to children. So <laughs> not to sterilization. <laughs> no. Not at at so all. So please like maybe quite a contrary. <laughs> yeah. Is it possible to make like a cut? <laughs> we are cutting the weird part of the show mm-hmm. and now we are moving on to the real part of the show yes. with a challenge that was sent to us by Anna. Mm-hmm. And Anna has written to us what follows How to start dating when being one hundred percent single mom to a three year old? I've been alone with my now almost four-year-old son since his birth. No contact to his father. I am ready to start dating life again, but how should that work? First finding time to get to know someone and then the actual dating. The first months of the relationship until being ready to bring a new person into my son's life when actually not having much alone time without my son. That's quite a challenge, I would say. Yeah, it is quite a challenge. And I
0: believe that 2020 gives a new layer on that challenge because there there are obviously limitations with uh, meeting people in more um, offline circumstances, you know, like, uh, I don't know, a hobby group, a bar, a club, even a park. So uh, mm-hmm. it is quite uh, quite a challenge, but we like challenges. And yes. we definitely have a couple of good options that we Marta do.
4: has prepared
0: and I will elaborate on.
4: Yes, I have just uh, attacked this challenge. <laughs> 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 hey, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are having some fun. Yes. Fun is needed here. in 2020. Yes, in yeah. 2020, that's the only medicine that I would I'm, take.
1: I'm, I'm constantly <laughs> looking forward to this Friday, so I'm telling you. Really? Yeah, 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 it's like the, you know, like the good time of the radio. When well, we get to laugh and be together.
0: Even if you don't know how show notes work. No,
1: no. But you know, that's the beauty of not knowing, you see?
0: Actually, that's true. There is there is a beauty in uh, in not knowing.
1: Ignorance, yeah.
0: Ignorance is a bliss. But uh, thank you, David. It means a lot. And I called you David. That's weird. It means a lot. And I really hope that our listeners feel the same because actually it is, it is fun to be here. And uh, we hope that you are laughing with us. Well, maybe you are laughing at us, but we don't mind. We just want to bring a smile on your face. Yes. (laughs) No,
4: yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Okay. So basically I have looked simply at the five aspects of dating, dating for single moms. Mm-hmm. And I have looked at specifically the questions uh, that, uh, Anna, you have brought to us. And then I have also given, given an extra, like a bonus thing that you have not uh, directly mentioned. So the five aspects that we would like to talk today about is getting ready for dating, mm-hmm. getting to know someone, Dating itself, first month of the relationship, and then bringing a new person into your child's life. So basically, these are the five areas, five aspects, however you want to call it, that we would like to uh, elaborate on. Mm hmm. And um, surprisingly, (laughs) really, no, I don't know if it's surprisingly, I don't know why I say it. It's one of these weird days. But I wanted to say that Anna actually has some expertise by uh, experience in the topic. Yes. So, yes, Anna has uh, had that time in her life. You had that time in your life when you were a single mom. Mm -hmm. And at some point you got ready to. Uh, start dating again. Yes. Uh, this point was actually very soon, I would say. Uh. Yes, and uh, <laughs> there
0: was also uh, quite a number of years when I made spectacular mistakes, which, uh, which our lovely Anna can learn from until I actually got into the relationship that uh, I most of the time assess as happy and healthy. Yeah, so and wait. that's with Dave, who is actually a living proof that, uh, yes, you are my boyfriend. Please, please tell me. <laughs> tell, tell Anne that there is I a hope. I miss Lasse. <laughs> who is Lasse?
1: The old radio technician you remember.
0: Mm-hmm. ah yes I remember and yeah. why do you miss him
1: because he wouldn't be put in this situation in <laughs> this radio show <laughs> okay. of course I am your boyfriend
4: yes I so would even say life partner yeah.
1: yes yeah, yes. yeah but I just see the life partner thing for me goes like oh does it I don't know not, not because I don't believe that I'm her life partner it's just the wording of the thing
4: the wording
0: I yeah. like
1: the boyfriend and girlfriend.
0: I actually don't like boyfriend and girlfriend because I, I don't know. If in my head, it's somehow for younger people, but probably it's a limitation. Well, sometimes for the uh, simplicity, I called him husband and
4: he called me missus, my missus.
1: I call him mom sometimes. Mm.
4: But I think it, it makes sense that in Polish it doesn't sound good, the boyfriend yeah. and girlfriend, because it's the same uh, name mm-hmm. as boy and girl. Yeah. That's why it's uh, it's probably for us. But anyway, a partner. Yes. Partner, partner? Yeah, partner Good. is great. Partner yeah.
1: It's just a life partner, I think it's just a bit cliche. Life and death, partner? Life and... <laughs> yes!
4: <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, maybe that was too limiting, the life partner. <laughs> <Yeah. that> just, <laughs>
1: like, I, I just because I found it a bit cliche. It's mainly about yeah. what it is. Yeah,
0: know. I know what you mean. I know
1: what you but, mean. But uh, I'm happy with this little one. That's me.
4: And, d- yeah. <laughs> and, yes. d-
1: and I don't want anything to change.
4: Oh, okay, that's not nice. good. Well, Anna, just for you, it can happen. Uh, it is a living proof here in the radio that even after being a single mom, you can definitely uh, find that great um, relationship for you. As Anna mentioned, it was a little bit of an up and down journey mm-hmm. and it took some time. But what I wanted to mention is that I will be interviewing Anna to have an actual real life experience for from someone who has gone through it. And that's where the first aspect, getting ready. That's something that Anna has put a lot of work uh, previously in our radio, in our podcast and even in writing That is correct. And I have digged out this uh, because I thought it was great. And I think it's actually one of the most useful uh, pieces of advice that we have created uh, in the more than three years of uh, You've Got Five Options. Mm -hmm. I have actually been sharing that like personally, individually with many friends Mm -hmm. since. And one of these things, it's uh, called one exercise that can totally change your life. And love life and this and life e- and this exercise is what i believe that you anna have like done for yourself and that has really turned around your not so successful love life <laughs> into a successful one or the very rocky one into more a uh, stable one i don't mm-hmm. know whatever uh, words
0: whatever words uh, we are looking for to describe my previous experiences that could definitely be a good inspiration for a soap opera. Yeah.
4: So everyone who is listening to us, every Mm -hmm. single parent that would like to uh, get back out there, we have these two things for you. The five things to ensure before you get back out there. Mm -hmm. That is the episode that we have done before. So you can listen to it. It is in the link in the show notes. You can find it at the5options.com you can find it in any podcasting app or Spotify when you look for you've got five options find this show you'll be able to find both links the link to the show called uh, get uh, five things to ensure before you get back out there and the article about the one exercise that can totally change your love life Mm -hmm. and in Mm -hmm. this exercise Anna, you have looked into a few things. Yeah, I did. Yes. One thing was things I have to offer. Then how do I want to feel with my partner? Mm-hmm. And what do you want your perfect relationship relationship to be like? Mm-hmm. The deal breakers. And only then you went to the part where you were actually describing the partner. Yeah. So it took you through quite a profound journey with yourself and defining what what you have to offer, what you want from a relationship and the deal breakers. And only then you came to the partner, to the part, what would you like from the partner? And then anything you want your perfect relationship to be like. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think that that was the key to
0: my success. And yes, Dave, you can be proud of yourself because I just called you a success story. Thank you. You're very welcome. Um And I think it was very important because uh, I remember it was, I think, 2000, end of 2018, beginning of 2019, I was getting out of some really messy relationships and I was thinking, why do I do the same mistake over and over again? You know, my ex-partners were all great people. They really were. They just were not for me. And the signs and signals that we are not a good fit were right there from start, I confirm I could see them right there from start. And yet I had some kind of very strange urge to keep on following the same pattern over and over again. And I really wanted to understand myself and understand why am I choosing these relationships when obviously they never had a chance to really work. That was very uh, disturbing thought at one point because, of course, many of us have this tendency of thinking, okay, uh, I only attract bad men and uh, they treat me poorly and why am I a magnet for a disaster? Well, you have all of them in common with yourself. It's you who are choosing those guys, you know, you are the only one that they have, the only thing that they have in common, most probably. So I remember something that really opened my eyes here was I was listening to a podcast. Uh, It was um, I think she was a relationship coach. Her name was Kathleen Woodward. I I will find that name. And she was saying that she talks with uh, women who are, um, for instance, have a very long uh, relationships that doesn't end with anything. Like, there was an example of a woman who had a fiancé and got in a affair with another guy, and he swept her off her feet, and she was at that point 38. She really wanted to have a child, but he never wanted to commit, so they were dragging this relationship for four years. And then she went to the doctor and it turned out that she cannot have children. And when he heard that, he left her. Half a year later, he married another woman and that woman was younger and they soon got pregnant. And of course, the 42-year-old woman sitting there thinking he dragged me for four years and now I'm left with nothing. But the question to her was, Why did you allow that? You saw that you are not getting from this relationship what you need and what you wanted was a family, a child, a stability, and he was leading her on, of course. But it was always her decision to keep on staying with him. And those are the things that I believe many times we have to understand about ourselves because consciously or subconsciously, we are the one who are making a decision to stay in a bad relationship with a person that maybe is not even a a good person, even objectively speaking. Uh, So it's important to find out what's in you that makes you End up in those situations because once you can identify it, you can actually change it. Because many times in those situations we are running on autopilot, and I have realized that there were things in me that um, that simply attracted me to a man that were emotionally unavailable. That was actually my thing, and here I digged very deeply to different. Uh, Reasons, one of the reasons was that I definitely had the so-called complex uh, of a savior, meaning I can save this man. I usually was dating men who had some sort of issues or problems, either with a self-esteem or uh, some kind of other kind of stuff, like depression or, or, or yeah, I will not go maybe into details, but they had something to solve within themselves, and I thought That by meeting me and, you know, first of all, getting at the beginning compliments like, you really understand me. Oh, my God, you really help me was only fueling my inner need of saving someone. When in relationship, you are not supposed to save anyone. You are supposed to be with someone. Right. So that was the first thing. And I went even that deep that I realized it probably has something to do with my father or actually lack of him in my life. I was raised by my mom only. And, uh, you know, long story short, I could make a whole episode about my life and upbringing, but this is how deep I went. And I had to unprogram myself and realize I am not here to save another man. And that's not what relationship is all about, you know. Um, And it was a game changer, but that required a lot of inner work and reflection. And with the list that you mentioned, you know, things I have to offer and afterwards things I want in my relationship and then the deal breakers, deal breakers were extremely important because uh, I also realized that when you sit down with yourself in a more like a um, neutral, you are not in love, right? You are just sitting and thinking about your future relationship. And you write down, let's say, the things that that are you would like in a relationship. So maybe you want to travel together, you want to have three kids, uh, you want to live in a city or maybe in a farmhouse. A very simple things, but some of those things are extremely important for you. So for instance, it would be great if me and my partner could cook together and I don't know, have sex on the uh, kitchen table. <laughs> but it's nice to have. It doesn't, it, it's not really, oh my God, I really need that. But what, for instance, I need is, let's say, to, okay, this is not actually what I needed, but let's say your must have is a child. Or actually, in my case, the must have was my partner accepts my past. And the fact that I have a child with another man and embraces that child and embraces the fact that I am divorced because I had partners who didn't, who were saying it would be perfect between us if you hadn't had all that past you have. And that's the deal breaker. If it is visible at the very beginning that your partner doesn't accept neither you nor your past or is not very... um, happy with the fact you have a child from a previous relationship, you don't involve yourself in that further because you will not change that, you know? Yeah, of course, people can change everything and maybe a miracle would happen. But really, that is in that sphere of miracles. You really need to see what is the deal breaker. If this is the most important thing, because I also saw it with another woman I know. She had kids started to dating a guy, got completely swept off her feet in love because he was giving her compliments and a lot of attention. She didn't have single mom. And then he started to complain after a couple of weeks. Oh, but you have to take care of your kids all the time. And we cannot meet that often. Or, oh, I wish you didn't marry before. You know, small little things that are not even that maybe direct, but she was still keep on in it because he hooked her on that, you know, oh, you're so amazing. And he gave her a lot of attention and stuff like this. And, you know, normally you should straight away like, OK, that's my priority. That's my deal breaker. If the guy is already at the beginning. Yeah, OK, you have a child. Hmm, nah, mm, yeah, it's a pity, but we can go on a date. You have to meet someone who is in this case saying, mm-mm. It's cool. Everyone has a past and I would love to meet your kid whenever whenever we are ready to to be on that stage. Then you know that this deal breaker doesn't exist for you. So I know that I talked a lot about this point, but I think it's actually relevant for Anna that she should know about this, that some men will have a problem with the fact that she has a past. Some men will have a problem with the fact that she has a child with someone else. It might not be absolutely directed towards the child. It will not be personal. It will be just the concept that you have a child with someone else. And I, for instance, want my own family without no additions from the past. So I think that this is very important to
4: to, to get that information up front. Thank you, Anna, for sharing this. So that's why we have brought it up, Anna, because we believe that by you looking into yourself and really going deeper within yourself, you can get that head start where you can save yourself from many uh, or some unsuccessful uh, experiences. So this is just something where you can look into that on how you can best prepare yourself to get ready Mm -hmm. for dating and, uh, yeah, being in a good, loving, successful in your terms relationship, you, you know, you have the 50% responsibility and then the 50% responsibility for the partner you are getting with, you have a hundred percent responsibility for yourself, yeah. <laughs> 50% of, for the relationship. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I, and um, I thought it's also worth to, to add the, the thing about identifying your, um, your possible um, inner baggage because uh, I could read from the first sentence that you are a single mom and there is no contact to the father. I um, of course, it could be a possibility that the father passed away. And if that's the case, I'm truly sorry. But if the, pad, the father is uh, alive and you don't have a contact with him and he doesn't have a contact with a child, I could only assume that the relationship was not ended on a greatest note. And probably it is something that was not really um, a, a great experience in your life. If that's the case, it is also important that you are ready to start dating again without bringing that baggage from the previous relationship into the new one because we also tend to, I don't know, if we were mistreated in the past, we will come into a new relationship with a lot of suspicion and lack of trust if we haven't resolved that in ourselves, understood why things happen in that way. And also it's important to separate your trauma from a person because if that person caused you harm, it doesn't mean that the next one will and the next person doesn't necessarily needs to be um, judged through the lenses of your former relationship. That's why it's also important to um, let go and have a closure with the past before you enter the new relationship. Okay, that was all I wanted to mention here.
4: Well, I think we have uh, some really good materials for you, Anna, to look Mm -hmm. into if you feel like this is a good thing for you to do. You have Anna's exercise described fully Mm -hmm. in the show notes, and you have that full episode as well, where Anna further elaborates on clearing your emotional and physical space, on how to be mindful of falling back to the old ways and old type of guys, Mm -hmm. why doing something in a different way can be a good idea and what does it mean to open up for a new relationship. Mm -hmm. So we encourage you to listen into that, to read through that and uh, taking that in can be something really wonderful and amazing gift that you do for yourself. And now let's move on to actually getting to know someone. Mm -hmm. Uh, And here I have some questions for you, Anna. Um, How did it look like for you? You became a single mom, Mm -hmm. but you had some contact with your ex-husband, and he did have some uh, contact with the child as well. Yes. But how how much free time did you actually have to date and to well to to first get Mm -hmm. to know someone?
0: Well, um the the ag- arrangement with my ex-husband was that uh, our daughter is with him on Fridays uh, after her school until Saturday early afternoon. So that was the only th- and he was also picking her up from school on Thursday's evening. So basically I have a Thursday evening and Friday night for myself. Uh, But there were also periods when I could not really count on that uh, arrangement because he was, for instance, going on holidays for a couple of weeks or he couldn't uh, pick up uh, my daughter at the time. So uh, in reality, that time sometimes was less than what I had. So, of course, that still gives you a certain um a certain time to actually meet physically with someone. So it's not as um, difficult as it is for Anna in this situation. Uh, however, uh, probably because of that, I started to date uh, at my workplace. So most of the partners that I had before Dave were met at my workplace. And that was because um, that was the place where I was meeting people. Right. So then I could technically also see my boyfriend at that time uh, during lunch break. Right. So let's say uh, it is a solution. Uh, I don't necessarily uh, advertise it very, very much. But uh, workplace was a place when I was finding my uh, my partners. Yeah.
4: Was maybe a little bit challenging when those relationships were not working out, though. A little bit? (laughs) Yeah. So a workplace is a little bit, yeah.
0: Well, why do you think I haven't ate a lunch in Canteen for the past year when I was working in (laughs) Siemens Because I was going there and there was like a, I think at that point there were three of my ex-partners and yeah, they could have been anywhere and Mm -hmm. yeah.
4: Yeah. So it is a bit tricky to date at work. Yes. Of course, it happens because that's where we spend a lot of time in our life. Uh, But maybe it's more worthwhile if you just like really meet someone Mm -hmm. that is just like really, I don't know, the one I will just call it, you know, there is something really strong rather than having as a target group for just Mm -hmm. dating. Yes. So so how did you find the time? So when you, when you wanted to date and your uh, ex-husband was not available to take care of your child, how did you work around that? Um, there were only a couple of occasions
0: because usually I had that one Friday night for myself, but there were a couple of occasions when I asked my uh, friends, to To babysit my uh, well, babysit. She was already uh, at that point seven, eight, nine, but um, my my daughter was uh, born. Uh, <laughs> it was quite funny. We were students, so she was always like having a lot of uncles and and aunties because you know she was raised by young parents. So uh, she knew some of my friends and she treated them as a part of a family, like, for instance, even you. So I could leave my daughter to with her auntie, for instance, you know, for the night. But I wasn't doing that uh, regularly. It was more like when I had an arrangement and then uh, my ex-husband was uh, unavailable for some reason.
4: Yeah, because I do remember Alexandra staying at our uh, place. Mm -hmm. And of course, it was really nice because Mm -hmm. uh, we are really here like a family in case you haven't noticed. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Uh, And uh, our uh, kid, my oldest son and Alexandra, they had really, they were really playing together Mm -hmm. really well. So it was not in any way a burden. For mm-hmm. Alexandra, it was it was a treat. It was fun. It, exactly. We were have, having a good time. The kids were playing together and so on. Mm-hmm. So, but basically finding that kind of a solution yeah. is something that if you have any close friends, neighbors, uh, I don't know, someone that your child knows, mm-hmm. um, or just simply getting a babysitter, mm-hmm. someone that will have that function
0: yeah.
4: to take care of your child. Because if you don't have a father, Uh, that can regularly take care of your child. I think that a babysitter, a stable person. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have a friend that can be that stable person, Mm -hmm. that can be someone that could spend time with your child once a week, for example. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have a friend or a neighbor or someone that your child feels good with, then getting that babysitter Mm -hmm. is, uh, is a really...
0: Yeah, and I, I think that it could be challenging if you are uh, not financially, mm, let's say, in in, a, in your financial condition to to get a babysitter. But that would definitely be a solution if you are. But I just got a, a brilliant idea, probably the second best idea I ever had. Uh, there must be more moms in this situation, I was thinking that it would be nice probably to try to or maybe you already have moms that are single moms and have kids around the age of your child just to create a, a, a small group or connection or friendships. And then maybe one time you can babysit your boy uh and and the child of another single mom and do the exchanges especially if the kids would be friends that would actually be fun for kids to have the play dates and uh, and you could actually help each
4: other out in this way
1: it sound like a Single mother support group.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. but, but, it but it's actually be, a good idea. You need to be creative. Mm-hmm. I think if you want to do it, you just need to think outside of the box. You yeah. can, you need to be creative because that's not a simple solution. It's mm-hmm. not a simple situation no. with a simple solution. So or, or it can be a simple solution if you meet another mom who is uh, exactly in the same situation exactly. and you can be taking care of the two kids on Friday and she can on Saturday or whatever. Yeah. It can be a pretty simple solution. Yeah. So, um, and I I think
0: it's really worth to try because there are uh, mom groups on Facebook, you know, moms in Orhus, moms in Waile uh, and so on. I don't know from what city you are, but you know, just to maybe you even have a group like this already because in Denmark it's very popular to have this mother's group when you are raising your child. Maybe you know someone from the kindergarten, you got uh, friends or something. Uh, I actually on several occasions used Used, it sounds horrible, uh, but let's say I I was offered by my daughter's friend's parents to take care of her. For instance, on the occasion when, uh, because my ex-husband, surprise, surprise, was working in the same company as I was. So when there was an occasion like a Christmas party, we were both planning to go and we didn't know what to do how to arrange the care for alexandra and then she she was going to her friend's house uh, she was already at that point 6789 because it was her very good friend and she had a cool sleepover and she she you know it was fun and the parents were completely fine with that with that so it is
4: possible so it is also maybe about opening up And looking for solutions Mm -hmm. or opening up for receiving support. Exactly. Because sometimes uh, some uh, parents can have this uh, syndrome of I have to do it all by myself. I have to do it, you know, and it's a struggle and it's difficult and it's difficult to open up to receive support for Mm -hmm. some people. But getting to know someone also has this aspect of. Where And we talked a little bit about um, about uh, work mm-hmm. as a potential place. We talked about that in 2020, physically meeting people is quite a challenge. Mm-hmm. And in general, even before 2020 happened, I have been, I remember one of the challenges we were doing. I was, uh, uh, I was reading about it, that still for adults for older people than, you know, (laughs) students, Mm -hmm. let's say, the main place to get to know people is internet already. So even before 2020, that was where most of people were uh, finding partners. Mm -hmm. And I just Googled, I just asked Google, you -hmm. know, dating sites for single parents. Mm -hmm. Because I think what we talked about, you know, getting a guy that doesn't accept that you have a child and so on, why not right away go for the place where there are the single dads mm-hmm. who understand this precisely? They understand your situation. They are single dads themselves. They know how it is. They understand your challenges. They will have similar challenges and Yes, that can cause also extra challenges in that time because they might have their child at the same time, but at least they will be understanding of your situation. And there is quite a lot of uh, dating uh, places, Mm -hmm. online portals that you could choose. And there is even one called singleparent.dk. Really? Yes. And uh, we have the links available for you, Anne, so that you can have a look. Uh, whatever, you know, whatever of these sites could be interesting for you. And we will now have a little musical break. Uh, so, Dave, what are we listening to today? Uh,
1: today we are listening to, here I have it, Al Brooks and the Rusty Crocs with a song called What My Mama Said.
0: What My Mama Said, yeah. Yes,
1: indeed. And I really like this song. It's one of those old good country Let's zones. heat it. Yes, let's heat it. Mm-hmm.
4: It went very fast. It went very, very fast because it's not a really long song as I remember. It's not. Okay, so uh, we have kind of talked about getting to know someone Mm -hmm. and dating. We mixed it up a little bit, but uh, I will move to this next aspect uh, and just a couple of questions for you, Anna. So let's say you met someone. Mm -hmm. You have met someone either at work or like with Dave, you met him uh, on. In London. (laughs) <laughs> on Tinder, <laughs> on Tinder. <laughs> I
0: remember someone asked us, you know, like, uh, well, it was one of your friends. Where did you met ga- guys? And I was like, uh, on Tinder. And I don't know how she understood. In London, she was like, in London, <laughs> almost like uh, it was the quote from Friends, in London. And I was like, well, not really, but you know, this will fly. <laughs> so since then, many times we joke that we met in London. No, we actually met on Tinder online.
4: So so we have, of course, talked about it already, mm-hmm. and we had the ideas for you, Anna, where you could get some support either from other uh, mothers, uh, or fr- some friends, neighbors, or simply mm-hmm. getting a babysitter. Mm-hmm. So just share with us a little bit, uh, Anna, already into this part when you already met someone and you're already dating. Mm-hmm. How do you organize it? When having a child. Uh. Before you're ready for your child, we will move to that later, Mm -hmm. but before you're ready for the child to get to know that person, Mm -hmm. and you're already past those first dates, Mm -hmm. and you want to spend more time with each other than just this one, uh, you know, One very organized time a week. And I remember you had these challenges. And what if the guy cannot that one Friday, that one one free night you have, and that's the only night he has something. And then you cannot see each other for, what, two weeks? Or maybe then you had that Christmas party. And then what, you don't see each other for three weeks? Like, tell us a little bit how you would organize this when you were in this place where, like, oh, we would like to spend more time together. Mm One, this one thing, you know, this one night maybe is not enough.
0: Well, I think uh, because I I would say my experience could be uh, divided into two eras uh, before Dave and after Dave. (laughs) That's that's how it is. Um, I remember that with my previous relationships, uh, it was more trying to like uh, uh, adjust things to the guy. Because uh, yes, on, and it was also quite interesting because I was dating younger men—not like super younger than me, but five, six, seven years younger than me—and I believe they were either in their very late twenties or at the beginning of thirties, and I was already around. I was there was five years difference, uh, so that's
1: yes. why you call a cougar.
0: No. <laughs> No, I look very young. (laughs) You couldn't uh, see that. No, but it was a different mindset they had. So, you know, for them, planning ahead was not really that big of a deal. Uh, And I remember I had to like all the time stress and worry about, you know, okay, maybe this will not um, work out. This date will not work out. Uh, And I think that actually that was the strain on the relationships because it was becoming more clear that they actually should be introduced into my life and they should meet my daughter. So we can, you know, not every meeting is about, you know, being uh, intimate. Sometimes you just want to spend time. And of course, you know, I was living with my daughter and I always had an available, you know, place. So many times it was coming down quite fast to, okay, if we want to see each other uh, more often, we actually... You, you should meet my daughter. And many times that was somehow something that I was reluctant to do because I was like, I don't think it doesn't feel right. It's, it will be weird. I don't want Alexandra really to um, feel confused about it. So, um, yeah, that's usually when those relationships were getting rocky. You know, it's like, oh, you also cannot be so available as I would like you to. Well, I cannot. Um, with Dave, I think we, uh, we had those, you know, uh, times when my ex-husband, uh, was taking care of Alexandra, but I remember that at the beginning, we really were talking over a phone a lot. We were talking over a phone so much that I remember we were talking until two, three o'clock in the morning, almost every day, um, um. Wasn't an, isn't
1: uh, I didn't fall asleep once. <laughs> neither you.
0: you. Me, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there were two situations when once Dave and once me we even fell asleep on a while talking because it was three o'clock in the morning. So uh, when. The dating, you know, wasn't enough. We were just trying to catch up and meet meet each other better over the phone calls and they became some sort of a ritual. He was always calling me in the evening and then uh, usually when my daughter was already sleeping and then we could talk for three, four, five hours. You know how it is at the beginning. You want to really talk and talk with that person. But I think we very early realized that this is something special and this can be something uh, serious. And uh, here I introduced Dave relatively fast to my daughter Mm -hmm. when I usually had that inner like, I don't really want to do it. One of my previous boyfriends, he actually really wanted to meet her fast. And I didn't feel very good with it. And he was like, so c- when can I meet your daughter? When can I meet your daughter? And finally, after some weeks, I was like, OK. And I didn't felt good with it. And with this, I actually felt quite good and it worked out. So um I'm not sure how helpful this will be, because what I basically told you, dating when you can Talking a lot over phone and <laughs> falling asleep with your face on the on the mobile. And then, yeah, introducing um, your, your child to your partner so he can actually be a guest
4: in your house and you can spend time together. So what I hear from it is that this, there is really a big difference between when you just meet someone and you don't know what it is yeah. and when you meet someone and it is someone special Definitely. and you can quickly... Just simply know that with your intuition. But anyway, coming back to this, you know, you are in the first months of the relationship Mm -hmm. and maybe you don't know yet. Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, sometimes it can be something special, but you have not. Maybe it's the first guy you're dating and Mm -hmm. it's difficult to recognize when is that good time. So I have some questions for you. Mm -hmm. Dating at your place after your child falls asleep. Good idea or not? Actually, I try that. And uh, that depends on
0: if your child, uh, you know, wakes up, uh, of course, in the uh, the night, if she or he, I'm sorry, it's a boy, uh, if he is a light sleeper or uh, he just sleeps through the night. Uh, My daughter... Uh, always slept through the night not waking up and stuff so it was and we had we have a big apartment especially for two people as we did so yes uh, sometimes uh, my partner was visiting me let's say after my daughter is sleeping and we could I don't know watch a movie in the living room because it was you know uh, relatively quiet and she was sleeping
4: yes it, it can work then the second question introducing your partner first as a friend who is just occasionally visiting? Like if you had any type of friend that could just come to your place to spend time. Good idea or not? I actually uh, introduced um, two of my previous
0: partners to my daughter in this way. But uh, she already kind of got the point that something is like what she was young. She was uh, eight years old, but she was like, this friend of yours, I think he likes you or something. You know, it. it she could sense it, but it is a good uh, way to do it, I think, to also see the child reaction to the person. If it's like uh, suspicious, then you can kind of, it's, it doesn't mean that you have to throw it to the garbage uh, because there will always be a possibility that your kid and your future partner or your new partner will not get along great. That can happen. And it's not about being the best of friends. It's about, you know, mutual respect. And it's actually more, I think it's more important from the partner side than the kid side, because a kid has to have a space to express opinion, to say, I don't like it. I don't want it. Uh, If the partner would be doing the same, that would be a deal breaker. Because the partner is an adult and he knows what he's entering and he can control himself and his emotions better. If he doesn't want the setup, he should just resign from it. The child can, it's a child, the child can say, I don't like this. I'm used to something different. The child doesn't even have to express it, you know, especially if you were raising your boy for, for three, almost four years alone. Of course, your boy might not like that change. Although I've heard of stories when uh, when uh, a mother was introducing a partner is even as a disguised as a friend to uh, a boy, especially in two cases, a boy. And the boy loved the guy straight away, like, oh, my best friend and stuff. And I think it's also when uh, boy needs a father figure of a kind. But then again, you have to be kind of careful because if the relationship will end, then naturally, uh, that boy will be without that new friend, right? So it's it's a bit tricky here, but I wouldn't say that there is a rule that the kid will be always like a resentful or the kid will fall in love with a new partner. But introducing as a friend after some time just to get a sense of, of what's going on, what will be the energy is a very good idea.
4: Yeah, especially that your boy, Anna, is younger mm-hmm. and could it could be maybe easier, softer, uh, just to mm-hmm. just to introduce as a friend, just to kind of like check the feelings, check the vibe between exactly between them. Yeah. That could be an idea. And um now I would like to touch upon that uh, part of bringing that new person into your child's mm-hmm. life. So, Anna, of course, you were already sharing mm-hmm. about that and you were having different types of experiences where some Guys, they were the ones asking to be able mm-hmm. to meet your child when you were maybe not necessarily ready. You had that situation you've mentioned about with Dave when you actually pretty quickly knew mm-hmm. this is the right thing to do mm-hmm. to get Alexandra and Dave introduced to each other. So when is the right time? I would say here, listen
0: to your inner voice. Listen to everything you you have inside of you. Just feel If this is the right decision, first of all, we are mothers and mothers, they usually have a very good instinct. Um, It is important to come into this um, entire dating uh, realm with a hat really on your shoulders, like really Um, because the the only thing I would say what Anna, you have to be careful. I don't know you, but I will tell from my experience is that you are not being swept off your feet by just some guy that will come around and say all the nice things. That's always a dangerous situation because then you might actually lose your uh, vision and sight, you know especially if you haven't been den- dating for a while and there is a part of you, that the woman, the woman that wants love and attention and adoration, but it's important that uh, that you are uh, coming into this smart, in a smart way. You don't allow yourself to be swept off your feet. But if you are coming to this uh, being aware of what you want and how this will work and you are not allowing yourself just to, you know, go after the first guy who will say nice things to you, then your inner voice, the voice of a mother as well, will be sharp and will be there. And I remember that's exactly, Marta, that example I gave you. I was kind of forced to mm, make my daughter meet that uh, one of my ex-boyfriends. And I think he even kind of like f- just came without notice, something like this, I really didn't like it. And, you know, my inner voice was telling me this is not the right time. This is not how it's supposed to be. And I kind of some somehow I was like, OK, just I let it go. But, you know, it nothing bad happened, but it was very strong. No, this is not the right time. And uh, with Dave, it was a very strong feeling. This is this is the right decision. It will all be okay. I trusted myself, my inner voice. I trusted him. I could see what kind of uh, you know attitude he has towards it. So I would say, follow your inner voice and your motherly instinct. What's the best for your kid? And is it the right time? and um, also keep your head on your shoulders because there might be a guy who will just, yeah sweep you off your feet. And will for some reason say, I want to meet your kid and you will be having that feeling like "Ah, this is too early, but you will be so much into, yeah, but I should do it to maintain this relationship. Don't fall into that
4: trap. It usually never ends up well. Marta, do I make a sense for you? Uh, Absolutely. And I think that you have some really good tips for uh, Anna here. Mm -hmm. Because you you bring both examples where you felt it wasn't right and you did Mm -hmm. it anyway. And when you felt it was right and you did it. And I think that this is very important. I just wanted to ask you uh, if you have had any criteria, because sometimes we know Mm -hmm. and sometimes we don't know. So when it is not clear, when you cannot find that clear message from your intuition that yes, that's the right thing or no, it's not yet the right thing. Did you have any sort of criteria or anything that you could give as a tip to Anne? I'm not sure if I had criteria Well, I could say that one. It
0: wasn't maybe a criteria, but one thing was the attitude of the of the guy. Uh, if the guy wants to meet my uh, daughter. I'm thinking why, like, and, you know, in case of Dave, he actually had a, I think, a, a really like an interest. He really was like, yeah, I, I would love to meet your kid, you know, it would be cool. And there was not big pressure from it, you know, it wasn't like, yeah, with the other guy, he was like, when can I meet your, d-? I, I felt pressed, and I couldn't really understand why he really wants to meet her so much. Like, what's the deal? Like, What's the reason? What's the rush? Well, I know what the rush was. He actually had a whole plan of how he would life, like the life unfold mm, with me. So, but that was something I discovered later. However, I would say that, yeah, the first question is like, why this guy uh, should meet my child? Why does he want it? Does he want it? Um, And another thing, hmm, because, you know, you there is one thing that can blurry your inner inner kind of wisdom or voice. It can be fear. And that's actually, I think, uh, a point I will I will elaborate on here. You might think that, you might feel that actually it would be a good idea. The partner might be ready and probably you can feel that it would be all good, but yet you are not deciding to do it because you are afraid. You are afraid that this is another milestone in the relationship that uh, the kid, the the, the guy will meet the kid and maybe the kid will not like, like the guy and then you will be put into a difficult position when you will have to decide if you want to continue or not. There can be a lot of fear with it, right? And then I think the best way would be just to sit and write down all those fears. Why am I afraid? to introduce them, you know, what, what's going on, because normally that will be something within you that you will have to solve. And here, I think the good old, good, uh, worst case scenario would be quite handy. So Marta's, one of Marta's favorite tools, uh, just to write down, okay, what will happen if my kid doesn't like the guy, what will happen if this will be awkward, what will happen if we will break up a month later and just, you know, Put it out there so it's not all in your head spinning, but it's on a piece of paper.
4: Thank you, Anna, for sharing. And we are approaching the end of the show very quickly. So, just summing up, uh, Anna, for you, take in support, be creative, think, uh, think outside of the box, and prepare yourself for yeah. dating. And we are wishing you all the best of luck in meeting the right guy. And if you have any further questions, please write to us. Thank you. All the show
0: notes, uh, all the links to everything that Marta mentioned will be in the show notes of this episode. Thank you. Bye bye.
4: You are listening to You've Got 5 Options radio show, where we hopefully convinced you that 5 indeed is a magic number.
0: This is episode 17 of Small
4: Business Rising. My name is Anna. And my name is Marta. And today we are solving a challenge sent to us by Coco, a Japanese illustrator who is teaching how to draw manga. Coco is asking us about how to target and sell to parents and how to price her manga teaching services. Luckily, we have our marketing and advertising specialist and an owner of Do Something Consulting Agency to support us in answering the question. Luckily, <laughs> luckily, and I just uh, noticed that uh, I did not give a name to that uh, lucky person that we have. Uh, it's Maria Vos. Yes. Uh, it is uh, someone we are collaborating with as our expert. Mm-hmm. And that's someone we've had as a guest on our other podcast. You've got five options. And we really like Maria's approach. So we will be happy to call Maria and ask her uh, for her opinion, mm-hmm. for her advice. And uh, I guess we call Maria and then we read the challenge. And Uh, let's uh, let's hope
0: that Maria will answer. Yes. Maria, Maria. And let's hope we can hear it as well. Oh, yeah, I can hear that something is going on.
4: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hi, Maria. Hello. Can you hear us?
5: I I can hear you. Yes, we hear you. Yes,
4: we hear you well uh, too. Maria, we just just made an introduction and we started calling you up. We have not uh, read the challenge yet. We will do that in a moment. But if you could just tell us a few sentences about yourself as we are having you here for the first time in this podcast as our expert. So we only told your name and we said that you are an owner of a of do something a consulting agency and just tell us a few things about yourself as an introduction yeah
5: yeah um well again my name is Maria Foss I am a Danish citizen and um Martha and I like to say that I'm really the most non-Danish Danish person <laughs> uh, <to admit. laughs>
3: correct um,
5: yeah so uh, And yeah, I do have a marketing agency. I've been um, an entrepreneur for four years now, and I work with small to medium sized Danish companies that do something good for people and environment. So, and it's primarily service companies. Um, And yeah, so I think that's that.
4: Well, Coco, who sent us her challenge is definitely doing something good for people. She is teaching them how to draw manga. (laughs) That's a very good cause. No, it's uh, it's maybe not like directly good cause for the humanity or environment. But uh, I think this is, well, I will uh, make a little disclosure here. My own child uses these uh, uh, manga drawing classes. Mm -hmm. So actually Coco is someone who is teaching my child how to draw, and uh, he really enjoys that. Mm-hmm. He loves those classes. Uh, he He's getting so much better, and uh, having something like that for a teenager, for mm-hmm. a teenage boy, I think this is really amazing, especially in 2020. Especially in 2020, exactly. So I'll just mm-hmm. read what Coco wrote to us, and then Maria will just ask you to, uh, yeah, we'll just talk about it. So here it comes. Hi, my name is Coco. I am Japanese illustrator. My business is to teach how to draw manga slash anime. I have two struggles. Help me. Struggle number one. (laughs) How do I target or sell to parents? So most of my students are kids age 7 to 15, but it's parents who pay. I decided that I need to target both kids and parents. I'm doing okay for kids targeting. But how do I target and sell to parents? Parents don't care about to learn how to draw anime hair on TikTok or YouTube, so they don't really look for me. I have to go to them, I think. But how? Where are they? My business is right now physical lessons, but I want to expand outside of Denmark by offering online lessons, online products. So I'm talking here about online marketing, reaching out to parents in USA, UK, anybody whose kids speak English. And then struggle number two, pricing. What's the method to price on my service without me feeling undercharged or that people are feeling it's ripped off? But let us start with the struggle uh, one, which is around targeting and selling to parents. So, Maria, yeah. tell us what you've got.
5: Yeah. Um, first off, when I um, when I prepared myself for answering these questions, I realized that Coco's questions actually relate to the four P's of marketing, like product, price, promotion, and placement.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, it's also called your marketing mix and you know, as a marketeer, I, I think that's you know, that realization is kind of fun. Um, <laughs> so, well, however, let's get into it. So, um, according to a study called Little Bit Big Influencers, uh, made in Northern Europe from 2015, actually 97% of all Danish ch- children from the age of 6 to 13 participate in decisions when par- parents decide what activities to invest in. Um, although the financial decision is still the parents, actually the children are the ones who push the decision. So when they're cold, mm-hmm. um actually, and it gets even well, worse by you because you have children. Uh, <laughs> but uh, parents tend to spend sixty percent more when the kids are involved in the buying process.
4: Wow! So, Good news, Coco. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least in the Danish
5: market, yeah. At least in the Danish market. This is a an, uh, an, uh, uh, you know a study of all uh, Northern Europe, so we also have um, Norway and and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this tells us that actually, what uh, COBOS is doing right now in regards to actually getting the kids is really a good thing because it's through the kids that you get to the parents. Um, so basically, I would recommend Coco to actually keep focusing on the kids and get them involved because they are, at least uh, from my point of view, the, her biggest clients. Um, so I would recommend that she create an environment that they love and understand um, and use the media that she has available, especially YouTube and TikTok, um, because in regards to a study by Sister, TikTok is the most popular social network for children in U.S., and we know, you know, that when something is popular in the U.S., it's probably going to be the same um, in most other countries because they influence each other that way. Um, so she was able to find them here, and in uh, in Denmark and the the Nordic countries, um, the social media that is still most used by children in the age of seven to um, to fourteen mm-hmm. is YouTube.
4: So, um, so, so she those, already uh, mentions the two yeah. primary mm-hmm. media. So good job, Coco, already exactly. identifying mm-hmm. the two best uh, media uh, for you. And oh, yeah. uh, something more that you wanted to add, Maria, that I cut you off maybe accidentally?
5: Oh, or maybe yeah. on it's purpose. Just, <laughs> it's just that when she says she wants to go um, international, I think that was she, you know, I know she's using TikTok at the moment, but she could um, gain something from using that even more since TikTok is a, a media that's very, you know, it, it kind of disregards the, du- your, the geographical placement of the person who creates content. So it's, it's, very, it's very easy to go and be more international with your content and have people from many different countries seeing it. Um, So Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, that if she keeps on working in that media, I think she will do very well. So your
4: straightforward advice would be to keep on targeting children because Mm. that's well, first of all, she already has the media to do it. And second of (laughs) all, children are involved in the activities uh, or in the choice of activities that they are supposed to participate in and parents are likely to pay more when the kids are involved in the decision.
5: Exactly. Um, and if, if we were to go and uh, and think about the parents and, uh, and how she could um, in involve them a little bit more and actually also market her... Um, you know her her drawing lessons. She could go um, and use word of mouth and the acknowledgement for primary schools maybe a little bit more, since you know kids push kids pushed by in process, but the parents are the ones who are actually paying for it for it, and she's completely right there. And sometimes parents need needs some kind of validation. Mm -hmm. Um, before actually buying a product so that validation since I I think she's kind of new Uh, I don't know
4: Yeah, uh, some considerations, because, of course, since I happen to be one of the clients (laughs) who have uh, actually decided to buy from Coco, I have, uh, you know, like I have reflected on how she hooked me (laughs) and uh, the and it was not my child who found it and wanted to uh, uh, sign up for those classes. He he did not find her uh, in any way. So it was me who knows my child, being very, very interested in anime and manga. And it was uh, by coincidence, meaning I was connected with Coco through a common international mothers group. Um, So basically, we got connected through being in the same parents group because that's international mothers in Aarhus. And then... She was just uh, on her Facebook profile writing something about, I have this manga drawing class. And I was like, hey, that's just perfect for my child. And, you know, that's not something that I heard about ever that it's even possible to get here in Denmark manga drawing classes here in Aarhus so I thought about it like I was immediately like hi uh, Coco how does it work do you also teach uh, bigger kids Um, because I have a kid that is almost 14 at that point of time and he loves manga and he would be interested you know how does it work so I just reflected on it that it's a special case because Coco teaches in English Mm -hmm. and You know, majority of kids in Denmark actually don't speak English when they are kids. They, you know, people start speaking a little bit later. So actually targeting all the international parents, it it gives you at least something specific on what kind of parents group you are targeting in these countries like uh, Denmark, Norway and so on. It's the international parents Uh, Mm, that you can target. And then in US or in other English speaking countries, then you, you are not restricted in this way. And that's when you go online and use all the TikTok, YouTube and so on. But here you can have a segment, you can join groups where the international parents are available. By you know by because I know Coco she did not write it in the uh, challenge but she is a mother herself which makes it much easier mm-hmm. because maybe it's difficult to join those groups if you're not a parent because then you're just an advertiser but since she's a parent mm. herself she can go to those groups in uh yeah in in other circumstances <laughs> so to yeah. speak and connect with the parents there tell about what she's doing and the parents can get kind of like two and two together. Like, Oh, that's amazing. My kid loves anime or my kids love manga. That's such a great idea. And she can Mm -hmm. get the parents Uh to, you know, to volunteer. (laughs) So to speak, come to her uh, by just uh, making the information available in those groups.
5: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Great point. Um, I was also thinking, I also had the thing with the groups, but I was also um, thinking in regards to get the acknowledgement that some p- parents may be needing in, in terms of, is is this good for my kid? Is, is, is this something they would be interested in? Um, I thought that it might be interesting to actually go in and look at uh, the primary schools and maybe some art classes uh, and the art teachers especially, Because when you know um, many tens, when I say many, I mean like forty-four percent of people trust experts more than ads. So Mm -hmm. if she were going to talk about herself and how good she is, um, uh, some people wouldn't take that as a you know as as real as if um, she may maybe were to get uh, an hour or so in, a, in an art class in an international primary school and have the kids go through a, a little workshop or something because then the teachers would have validated her in her, you know, in her way of being able to actually teach. Um, and then she would maybe get um, some new kids interested in anime and anime drawing and mm-hmm. actually get in that way. Um, so that was one thing I was thinking that maybe could be interesting. Um, I know that art teachers in DK often look for new projects to do with the kids, since um, I'm actually marketing, doing marketing for these uh, teachers. I am, I am a member of a lot of uh, art teacher groups, and I know that they are constantly looking for new projects and new interesting things to, to uh, get the kids to go through. So um, so that was maybe a way to go in and, and get that acknowledgement from I think that someone sounds, who is
4: considered an expert. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. So looking at COCO being based in Aarhus, there is obviously an international school. Mm-hmm. That could be mm-hmm. a place to go. Maria, what would be your opinion about going to like a gymnasium level? Uh, because she mentions also these kids up to 15 years old. So yeah. the older kids end of primary education, beginning of gymnasium where you might be speaking English already. Mm-hmm. What would be your opinion of targeting this also in a Danish uh, education system? Um, do you think that language here is a big barrier or is that something that could be worked with?
5: Um, well, my first thought in regards to the language barrier, I actually thought that it would be interesting for her to maybe connect the teaching in English um to the English classes, so it mm-hmm. would be an interesting way to actually learn to speak English and do something creative while while you're at it. Um, to have that, uh, some some children have uh, have it easier when they are when they are engaged in an activity if they need to learn something new. So uh, that I, I thought that maybe would be an interesting thing to at least research a little bit on if that would actually open up you know, to that new market where the language barrier isn't really a barrier anymore, but it's a, you know, an opportunity to learn. I love it. Um, Yeah, I was actually
0: thinking when I was listening to you, Maria, that you could even try to do like a little experiment when she comes into a school and uh, she can say from the beginning, I don't speak Danish, but I will show you how you can speak through manga. And mm-hmm. basically try to make like a small workshop, almost with no words, just trying to communicate a message or talk to people, uh, to kids through the drawing and explain how you can actually uh, communicate through art, through, through drawing. What do you think about
5: that? Mm. I think it would be so interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, also just to have, uh, I know that my, my little brother, I have a, a small brother and he's 12. Mm-hmm. I know that he he would have be be able to learn way more if he could connect it to an experience or to a character that's doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that would be an amazing opportunity. I really if, like if, it. Yeah, I really uh, like it. Course, I think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Maria. Oh, sorry, but uh, of course now it's just us um, talking about it. But I would really recommend if. Coco thought that this was interesting that she could go into some of all these Facebook groups um, and actually ask these questions mm-hmm. for the teachers mm-hmm. um, you know just doing the, that base research and, and, and showing up and um, sometimes it's not possible to actually promote anything in, uh, in these groups um, but when asking questions we get a You know, we get a little bit looser leash, so we can actually, through asking questions, promote our services um, so that...
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. And I actually think that especially now, when there is so many schools that are shutting down uh, entire like class or even couple of classes because of the uh, perceived corona danger, and they are switching to uh, distance learning, Uh, teachers Mm -hmm. could be struggling with keeping an interest uh, in students, because imagine you sit basically all day in front of computer. I know something about this because my daughter is exactly in this situation now. She's she's doing the distance learning for the second wing. And uh, that could be something really great for for art teachers to bring something new, bring someone new uh, just as a, you know, a, a something uh, more exciting than just the regular route of 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 learning. Uh, something through a computer so this could be a quite nice opportunity to uh, to make those classes more exciting so I think there could be a good ground now to actually come with this
5: yeah she also asked in the question if she was going to go with an online um, an online product mm-hmm. so she's not um, concerned to just you know being herself mm-hmm. and uh, and in regards to that I um, I'm currently marketing a um uh what's it teaching um, teaching materials mm-hmm. for um physics and biology and stuff and stuff exciting yeah and we've been, marketing, yeah. <laughs> and we've been uh, marketing that um few throughout the years, every time we get something new we make a new marketing campaign But it was really apparent when corona hit that these, and it's all online, all these materials, and the students can just access it online and see videos, make assignments, uh, make their own videos. Um, And it really became apparent that this was something that the teachers actually need now because we have way more users using these materials now than Mm -hmm. we have previously. Um, And uh, and by the way, these materials are free, but I do know that um, some others have had a good experience marketing paid materials too. Um,
4: So you see the potential uh, in the online marketing product?
5: I do. Um, But I do think, getting back to what her questions was all about, that those four Ps, I do think that Coco maybe... um, Need to get a little bit more, um, you know, what were I supposed to say? Um, a little bit more um, direct in what she's actually offering, because going into the online space, you have a lot more competitors. True. Because if she's teaching in English, you know, we can just go to YouTube and just type in "how to draw enemy hair," and then there's tons of hits. Mm-hmm. So she's going to go from a an area where there's probably not so much competition. I, I I don't know. I don't know about the competition in manga drawing, but you know, into a space where competition is very tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that, I think um, she first of all would need to to think about how are we going to do this online? Is it going to be one to one via Zoom? Or are we going to sell pre-recorded classes, um, or maybe a subscription model? Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And um, and how would she be able to differ, or uh, differentiate herself from all the free guides we can get and see on YouTube? You know, what value does Coco create that's different or better than all the others? Mm-hmm.
4: Um, so yeah, for Coco I, to be able to answer those questions, because now you have brought like three different ways to go about it and a number of questions, mm-hmm. what, what should, where does she start? Where, w- like how she can f- clarify those things for herself? What would be the best way to do it?
5: That's a good question. Um, I like to use um, a model called the Golden Circle
3: Mm-hmm. Um, it's
5: very value based uh, you can just go and look it up it's made by Simon Sinek and it's asked the questions of why, how and what um, mm-hmm. and it's it, and it's basically based on why are you doing what you're doing um, how are you going to do it and what do you actually deliver um, so I like this model because it focuses on the value the value and the and the meaning behind what you're doing rather than Actually, product product in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen this model ver- work very well, especially within service industries, because people buy into people way more when you have a one to one teacher, you buy more into that person and their value system just as much as you buy into what they actually deliver. You know, you, um, as I just told you guys, I had a teacher today, um, in a, in a class about um, design and leadership, and I, I, really, he he's good, he's really good. I just don't like him. <laughs> and, you know, I would never pay to actually. If if I knew this, I would never pay to get te- you know to get teach by him. I would rather have someone else with a value system I can relate to, because then I would learn way more. Right now, I'm just getting annoyed at everything he says. <laughs> yeah. So,
4: Maria, yeah. we have about uh, five minutes uh, till the end of the show, and I would like yeah. us to spend a little bit of time on pricing. Yeah. So, just rem- uh, reminding, what are the questions about uh, pricing? What's the method to price on my service without me feeling undercharged or that people are feeling it's ripped off? <laughs> good question, huh? Very good <laughs> question, to be honest.
5: I, I must admit, I think pricing is very hard, especially when you sell yourself another product. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, i spent like four years to find a, a place where I'm comfortable. Um, so my advice is first to do some market research. Um, it will also gain do her good in regards to how to sell her products online or um, or maybe her teachings. Just do some market research and see what other people take for you know for that teaching and um, and and then I would look um at myself or and see you know what do I need uh, as a minimum um, what do I feel comfortable with charging because if you don't feel comfortable with the price if it's too high or too low, then you will not be um, then you will not have the, you know the ability to actually sell the product because you will not believe in it. Um, so I would say that you know um that she needs to look a little bit uh, on herself and then find out what's the minimum price what what's the bare minimum if she were to survive on this
3: mm-hmm.
5: and then go you of course you don't want to charge the bare minimum because that doesn't give place for insecurities. so you need to add on that and then um, and then have a comfortable price where you feel comfortable and then Uh, At least for my price, I've looked into securities, so I have a comfortable price, um, but that price is not so high, I can just say. My comfortable minimum price is 600 per hour, Mm -hmm. but a a client needs to pay for 100 hours at once for that to be a secure price, because, um, you know... It's not a security for me to, to have someone pay just 600 an hour. That doesn't leave enough room. So the more insecure my income gets, the higher the price. So if you only buy one hour from me, and if you haven't registered any, you know, any kind of subscription or anything, it's 800 per hour, because I'm not sure of how many hours I'm gonna sell you. So um, that's just my prices for 2021. Um, And I will, of course, raise them. The better I get, the higher the price. Mm. So that that would be something she could think about, I think.
4: I think it's a really good advice, Maria. And um, me, I was going through the same thing when pricing for my own business. And again, also selling myself. And this is so important that you need to feel comfortable with the price. Mm -hmm. If it is too low, you are going to burn out. If it is too high, you're not going to be capable of selling it because you will not believe in in it as well. And And I think a very good question to ask yourself here is how much would I be willing to pay for that kind of service for my child? And that will tell you a lot about where you're at, because if you will Mm -hmm. answer, if you're, I will just call it, you're a cheap person and you say, I wouldn't pay more than a 100 kronas, it will tell you a lot about what you're thinking what is your kind of, uh, you know, uh, psychology <laughs> behind it, so to speak? And it might point out to some things you need to resolve uh, yourself because it might point out is like, is my service really good? If you are willing to pay a thousand kronas, you are like, hell, that's good. I can ask for a thousand kronas. then, you know. So it, it's a really good question to ask yourself, how much would I be willing to pay for this service mm. for my child? And on that note, I want to thank you, Maria, for your advice. And uh, Coco, if you have follow-up questions, just uh, let us know.
5: Mm Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And thank you. Thank 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 you you very much.
4: Bye.